This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. On this podcast, I talk a lot about practicing, improving our skills in the practice room. But at the end of the day, if we really want to put our skills to the test and take things to the next level, we need to get out there and perform live. Now, obviously, this is a goal for many of us to perform live, to play with other musicians. That's kind of the end goal, the gratification we're working towards. But it's also hugely important if we want to improve as musicians. But the big question always comes in, how do we actually get those gigs? Sometimes it may seem hard to find them, or how do you even get into the scene? Well, on today's episode, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to go over three different ways you can start getting jazz gigs. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Hey, really excited for today's episode. This is kind of a different one than normal. We're not really going to be talking about music theory or uh, specifically practicing or all that other stuff that we generally talk about on this podcast. But today, I really want to focus in on gigs and playing live because that's so important, right? And and like I said in the intro, that's probably the desire of, of most of you who listen to this show is to be able to play live and perform and you know not just stay stuck in your practice room because while that is fun it's of course a lot of joy can come from you know playing by yourself and you know working on solos and doing all that great stuff that at the end of the day jazz is a social music right it's it's really meant to be played with other people to react to what other people are playing and at the end of the day this is where the biggest growth comes is on the bandstand and you know me being someone who's played hundreds and hundreds of gigs uh, i can testify to this that of course in order to gain our skills to really uh, crunch them together and, and and do that important work we have to do it in the practice room but at the end of the day it's it's only book smarts if you're not actually going out and doing it right so it's important that we are able to play gigs now again the question that comes up all the time is well how do i get these gigs you know i hear from people all the time well things weren't what they used to be right you hear there used to be way more opportunities to play live and and maybe that's true maybe that's not true i really can't say for sure regardless it's always been difficult for anybody and just anybody to find a gig and to get connected with the right people to you know, get connected with the right businesses that want to do business with you, that want to uh, prof- let you play your music in live, and of course, pay you for it. That's a, that's the always ideal situation. So we're going to dig into three ways to do that. Most of these are ones that I have done with a, with an exception of a few that, uh, of course, I know others who have done, but they're definitely worth sharing. So let's jump right into that and let's dig into these three. Thank you. 
Now, for each one of these, uh, some of them are kind of a little bit general and broad and, and nothing groundbreaking here, but I assure you, I'm going to go into detail in each one and give you some different ideas for how to secure these, right? Because at the end of the day, we can say that we're going to get a gig through a certain medium or path, but uh, the actual strategy to do so is so important. And it's going to also require us to stop thinking like musicians and think a little bit more like entrepreneurs. And that's something that I've learned to do quite well, uh, becoming an entre- entrepreneur myself, okay? So let's start with number one. Number one is is probably the most common one that everybody sort of knows, and that's networking. You know, we need to network with other musicians around our local area uh, to get involved with them, to uh, start making those connections that could lead to gigs, right? So the typical situation is you you know, meet up with some musicians and you get to know them and you hang out with them and then you see them again and you start developing a friendship, right? This is networking 101. And then you start playing together, maybe some jams at each other's houses or whatever it may be. And then suddenly the saxophone player says to you, hey, you know, I really need a drummer for my upcoming gig here or there. Or maybe someone says, hey, I have this uh, private party or, hey, I actually have a regular every Thursday night gig. Uh, you know, would you like to sit in on this slot, right? So these are the kinds of things that happen with networking. I don't think I need to explain networking to you, but how do you start networking, right? So first of all, let's go to the first most obvious one, and that is jam sessions. Now, jazz jam sessions are are common. That's a common thing in this genre of music is uh, jam sessions. So uh, go find your local jam session. Now, if you don't live near a jam session, this could be an opportunity for you to start a jam session because jam sessions are just natural places for musicians to network it's 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 really the the greatest place you know usually it's at a bar usually there's a few drinks involved people are loosening up they're having a good time you're going up and playing uh, you're getting to know each other the same people show up over and over again to the jam you know this these are great opportunities so if there isn't a local jam session in your area go ahead and you know try to set up your own likely there are other musicians around you know put up a, a an ad on craigslist you know do people still do that i don't know but put up an ad on Craigslist for your your new jazz jam. Now we'll get into how do you get a jazz jam going at a venue. That's coming up, so stay tuned for that. That's part of a strategy I want to share with you for uh, getting gigs. But th- this is one way to network, right? So get involved with your local jam session and and show up there regularly, right? You want to show up there time and time again because you can't just show up once, you know, say hi to some people and not show up for a while. The way you really start making connections with people and you know, again, networking 101 is you show up regularly so that people know who you are. And, and it, I've done this before, right? I've I've shown up to, you know, especially back in my, uh, I don't want to say my heydays if it's not my heyday anymore, but back when I, uh, you know, had a little more time on my hands and showed up to the four o'clock in the morning jam sessions here in New York City, you know, I would do that. I would show up to certain jam sessions over and over again. I wouldn't go to all of them. I sort of just picked my one and would show up there quite often. And as a result, you know, I got to know some people, right? Even though it pushed me out of my comfort zone because, you know, believe it or not, you know, just because I sit here talking on a mic or I'm on YouTube, <laughs> I'm actually slightly introverted, right? So it's not always comfortable for me to make small talk and go up to people and, and do all those things. I'm, uh, I'm a little scared of it, but you know, you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone if this is something you want to do. So just get to those jam sessions and, uh, and start networking, right? 
Now, another great way to network is to show up to other musicians in your locals, local areas, existing gigs, right? Show up and start introducing yourself in between the breaks, right? Just say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I play the guitar, and uh, I just really love your band, and this is uh, awesome. I just wanted to get out and hear you guys play, and it's a pleasure to hear you play. Don't say, hey, I want to play with you or something like that. Just be gracious, show up and support the local music scene. That's all you have to do, right? And then, again, what do we do? We consistently show up to these gigs, right, so that you can start getting to know the musicians. They'll start, you know, getting to know you by name, and then maybe one of these days, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, you want to sit in on a tune or something like that? And then you go, oh, sure, I happen to bring my axe with me. Awesome, right? And then you start yeah, this is how you do it, right? This is how you start networking. You know, you do it with good intentions, of course, not just to, hey, I want to play gigs and I want to, you know, do all this stuff. You, you do it because you genuinely care about the local scene and you want to get to know them and, and you want to support them, right? So that's that's what you do. Because, right, I mean, at the end of the day, if we're all showing up to each other's gigs, what does that do? That, you know, stimulates the musical economy. That means the bar owner that's hosting the, the musicians that are playing there, the restaurant, whatever it happens to be, they're going to be like, hey, awesome. We're making some money off of this band because there's these other guys showing up. Cool. Let's keep this thing going, right? And uh, that's a win-win for everybody, okay? So that's number one, networking. So the main two ones I mentioned there are going up to the jam sessions consistently and going to other players' gigs in the local area, all right? Again, networking is kind of one of the uh, the common ones, the no-brainer ones. If you want to get connected with other musicians, you you got to show up, right? And you have to start making relationships. But let's move on to the next one, number two, which is hustle, okay? Hustle. This is where you're getting your own gigs. And, and I like to call this the knock-on-doors method here. Now, uh, this is one that I am all too familiar with. When I first moved to New York City about 10 years ago, uh, I was in college and uh Listen, I needed to pay for tuition. I'll tell you what. I was trying to make money. I was trying to survive. Expensive city, living with a bunch of roommates, you know, and I was a musician and I was ambitious and I wanted to play, right? So I started going all around and like, I mean, I'm telling you, I would just be emailing and knocking on doors, asking for managers, making phone calls, and it was exhausting. But guess what? I got some steady gigs. In fact, I got a couple steady gigs after, you know, probably knocking around like 50 or so restaurant stores and, you know, I eventually found some places that were like, yeah, let's give this a shot. Let's do this, right? So this is just the hustle method. But at the end of the day, the hustle method can be exhausting if you don't have a business plan, okay? Because listen, businesses, restaurants, bars, venues, there is a reason why they're going to pay you money or even have you in your restaurant at all or their bar, whatever it is, it's because they want more customers, right? That's how things work. So if you're not thinking with what's in it for them in mind, then you're probably not going to be successful. And this is probably where, uh, this is likely, and I think in my experience, where a lot of musicians kind of mess this one up, right? They're only thinking like, hey, uh, my music is great. Uh, how about you host me at your your bar? And, and the bar owner's like, cool. And how do I make money again? Right? Like that's what they're thinking. So you have to come in with a business plan in mind, right? Maybe it is that promise that, well, hey, listen, I can't promise this every single week, but I, I know for a fact that I, I know a lot of people around here that would, would that will come out to see me play right away. So maybe you're offering that. I wouldn't call that a good long-term strategy, but that could be a way to get the ball rolling. Uh, it could be 
you know, that, hey, why don't you do a special night uh, on Tuesday nights? That's probably your slow night. If it's not, tell me which one is and we can set that up there and make it a, a jazz dinner, make it a jazz brunch. Whatever your proposal is, you know, give them some kind of vision for how it's going to help them and maybe spend some time brainstorming this before you walk in and you try to seal this gig up, right? That's important. And, you know, you might also want to impress upon the owner, like, you know, sometimes these, in my experience, these restaurant owners and these bar owners, Owners and whatever it happens to be, you know, they want to see immediate results. And at the end of the day, that's not how this thing works. You might want to say, hey, if you commit to three months of this, you know, commit to three months of doing this, here's how much it's going to cost you. Uh, you know, lay it down for them so they can see the numbers very clearly, they understand what the investment is, and just say, hey, give this a shot for this long, or if you have testimonials like, hey, you know, uh, we, we played another gig uh, on a Tuesday night that, uh, you know, for, for this many years, and uh, this person had us for this long because it helped their business, whatever you need to do, right? But give them some vision and, and say, commit to these three months and, and before you cut it, right? So you can see some results. So you can do that. Um, Okay, so having this kind of approach is really important. Now, here's a really good one, and I mentioned jam sessions earlier and setting up your own. Here's a really good one that uh, could be a good business model that I know. I've been involved. I haven't been the leader heading these up, but I've been involved in some uh, some of these strategies before with jam sessions. As you go up to a bar and you say, hey, you know what? I'd love to start a jazz jam session uh, you know, for, for your nighttime hours on this particular night. This is one of your slow nights, right? So uh, I'd love to start a jam session. Now, here's what's great about this. Um, an incentive to get the musicians to come out uh, is just do a little, you know, a, a little discount on a particular one of your draft beers or wh- whatever you got, you know, something like that. All you're paying is for the house band. It's a trio or whatever it happens to be. Um, and then you're just having all these musicians come play. That's free musicians basically coming in and, and jamming and and making the experience even better. And that's going to incentivize more of these musicians to come. And that's automatically going to be money because, you know, you're they're going to be spending money on drinks, right? If you especially if you give them that a little bit of incentive. They're musicians after all, right? They're not they're not rich. So you gotta give them a little bit of a uh, little bit of a deal here. Plus, you know, they're coming out to play. But uh, that's going to help people come out and make that their Tuesday night, Monday night, whatever, Sunday night hang, right? So automatically, you're, you're saying, hey, I talked to this musician and this musician and this musician. I got, about, I got about six or so people that are going to come and they, they, they're interested in this jam, right? So if we start making this a thing and your, uh, your regular clientele starts picking up that this is jazz jam night and like, you know, they can come out and, you know, have a drink after work and listen to some great jazz and stuff, then, you know, this is, this is a, a business proposal, right? Again, this isn't a, hey, I'm a good musician. Can I play at your place? Listen to my mixtape. No. That's not right. That's not going to work. You you have to come up with a business solution, a business proposal for that that owner, that venue owner, the manager, whatever it is, to to help them make some more money, right? And in return, get you out there playing and hopefully get a little bit of money in your pocket too. Gotcha. All right. So that's the jam session idea, right? Now there's also the the venues, right? Now this is a little trickier, right? To get and this is where maybe the mixtape thing does work, like you know, sending in the EP. Like, hey, uh, I want to play at this local venue where it's like an actual music venue that that's what you do. You go listen to music. Well, then you got to uh, prove a little bit more. And I, I, in general, you have to prove a little bit more, right? You have to prove that uh, there's going to be some somewhat of a following of people coming out or 
or you know so that you at least that you have some some talent behind you that uh, they're gonna be willing to market for their venue right for their music venue all right so that's the hustle method all right so okay Let's go over the last one. So let's just say that, all right, you've been networking with people and nothing fruitful is coming out of that. Maybe it's just your local scene. There's not a lot of things going on or whatever the reason is. That's not working out for you. Let's say that uh, the hustling isn't working. You've exhausted yourself on your weekends trying to find gigs, trying to come up with solutions, and you're just not really having any give for anything. But you know what? It's still important. You know, forget about the money, right? Like, forget about making money, right? It's, it, it, well, I do think you should get paid when you play a gig. That's a personal philosophy of mine. But, but uh, putting that aside, again, for your jazz education, it is still important that you get out there and play live, right? It's important that you're jamming with other musicians and it's important that you are performing because that's ultimately what we want to do. That's what makes it so much fun. And also we need to get out there and really put our skills to the test. So the third method is to create your own gig. Okay. So create your own gig and how do we create our own gig? So there's a few options, right? First, you can do a house party, right? Now, uh, I've played at other people's house parties where they're just like, hey, uh, I want to have a bunch of friends over and I want to, uh, you know, have some live music and, and, you know, we'll have wine and cheese and all the good stuff and uh, we'll have some jazz music and I'll invite all my friends and they there's a there's a cover and they can invite their friends. Right. So, you know, you invite your friend who who has a friend and then they invite their friend and you see how this is happening. Right. So suddenly, you know, you're now you're hosting this. Now you can do this at your house. Right. I said a house party, but you could also do this um, somewhere else. Right. You could you could, you know, rent out a venue if you can if you can drum up enough people coming in and set up your own performance then then beautiful right i mean you you can you know rent out a venue so that you can host that if your house isn't big enough or your backyard's not big enough or whatever the situation is so house party right that's more like um you know there, it's not just all about the music it's you know you're playing in the background but you know you're there's people are it's byob or it's whatever it is right there's there's stuff going on that's keeping other people entertained, but you you are the music, right? There's no uh, music going on. You are you are the music, right? And this is your opportunity to shine, and perform, and you know uh, you know pay, pay maybe make some money, but more importantly, you're you're playing for for your family, your friends, and their friends, and their family, and all that stuff, right? That's what you're doing. Okay. Now a house concert is is pretty similar, same exact business model. You're inviting your friends, then they're inviting their friends and all that stuff, but you are the center of attention. So maybe uh, you and your band just uh, recorded a new EP and this is uh, your opportunity to, to really promote it, right? So this is your opportunity to be like, hey, uh, we just created this EP, we're throwing our uh, CD release concert and it's it's here at my house or it's here at so-and-so's house or it's you know here at this venue that we're that we're that we're getting because you know you know that you have the the funds to back it right and and then that's what you do you're setting up your own concert now there are other solutions you can come up with this for this as well right um you can set up your own charity benefit right and and that's that's a way to play right that's and that's a way to definitely get people to come out because it's you know it's 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 around a cause right so now you're 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 creating your own charity benefit and people are coming out and that's that's the big draw is well great we get to listen to some music and it's Frank's band and uh, it's you know Janice's band or whatever and uh you know and we're going to support a great cause, right? So that's one other way to do it too. So you can come up with, uh, you know, many different event ideas or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And, and you know, there's ones I haven't even mentioned, right? Like, is there, um, 
Is there a, a local, your local city council? Do they do events? I know in my neighborhood, we have Shakespeare in the park. We have, uh, you know, there even some jazz events that I've seen or, you know, live music here and, you know, underneath the seven train, you know, things like this that, that happen. So there's other places you can reach out to that I, that I haven't mentioned. But I think the main things I want you to take away from this is, you know, there's three avenues, networking with others and then them inviting you to gigs. Uh, hustling and just literally making face-to-face connections with business owners and proposing business proposals for for music nights. And then there's creating your own event, right? Hosting at your own place or a venue of your own that you're renting out. So these are the main mediums that I can think of, but within each one of these, there's many different ways you can go about doing it. And I would just encourage you, if you're really serious about getting out and performing, is to just start you know, taking all three of these and just writing down as many ideas as you can. Just do what we call mind mapping. Just as many ideas, get it out on paper, right? So that's what I would suggest uh, as far as that goes. But the other big thing I want you to take away from this episode is that if you want to play out live, you know, don't, don't be entitled about it. Now, a lot of musicians, they complain, oh, no one wants to pay me these days and no one wants to do this and I can't find any gigs. Why doesn't everybody want to you know, listen to my great music? Don't be entitled about it realize that you have to start thinking like a business person. Like you have to think uh, from the perspective of the person that you want to hire you or the person that you want to host your event or whatever it happens to be. You have to think from that perspective, not from I create this amazing art and I'm going to you know share this art with the world. Now that's all great and I love that and that's why really at the heart of hearts, that's why we do what we do. That's why you listen to this podcast and try to become a better musician. But that's not what's going to get you a gig, right? You need to have your entrepreneurial mind on your head, on your shoulders, and and get that going, all right? So uh, that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's kind of a different episode. We don't normally talk about, you know, how to get gigs or more about, you know, improving our jazz skills. But this, to me, is, is a really important part of improving your jazz skills is getting out there and performing live. So I hope this was helpful and this will start getting you some ideas and some inroads into getting some gigs. All right, that's all for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope this was helpful for you today. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is, wow, this is episode 190. (laughs) Can't believe it. Um, That means there are only 10 episodes. We're only 10 episodes away from episode 200. I'm trying to think, I want to do something special for episode 200, right? So, uh, hey, if you have any ideas for, uh, for what I should do, what we should do, I don't want to say I, we should do, to celebrate uh, 200 episodes of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. Uh, shoot me an idea. You know, uh, Facebook me, uh, tweet at me. Uh, at Learn Jazz Standards, right? Uh, the Learn Jazz Standards stuff, and and you can also contact me right at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash contact. Uh, and uh, shoot me your ideas. I, I'm trying to. I want to do something that's not just my idea, but something that the the Learn Jazz Standards community is is uh, is proposing. That'd be awesome. Okay, so shoot me those ideas. Uh, hey, I always ask this: uh, leave uh, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, just tell other people why you like the show. Really helps. Uh, I really do appreciate that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you're subscribed. I don't want you to miss any of these. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're coming out with some great new episodes coming up. I'm really excited for some of the lineup we have. Uh, it's going to be great. So stick with me and I'll see you next week. Cheers. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.